Welcome back to Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I'm your host, Zoe, and today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 1, Episode 5, titled The King of Omashu. But as per usual, before I get into anything else, I highly suggest that you follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Also, Follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, finally, last but not least, you can financially support this podcast starting at just 99 cents. The link will be in the description down below. Without further ado, let's get into the synopsis of this episode. It's pretty simple. Aang's abilities as an airbender are challenged by a king. You know, I think that's a pretty fair synopsis because nothing else <laughs> really happens in this episode besides that. Uh, I think this episode is going to be really short, save for the main meat and potatoes of this episode. We're not going to talk about the challenges like that or whatever. Uh, we're just going to be talking about who the king is revealed to be and, and, the, and the importance of this character being in, in, in this uh, episode and in the show. So, uh, people who've watched the show, fans of the show, know Cabbage Man. You know, the man is like, my cabbages! Well, it's his first appearance. Last episode, I didn't mention, you know, the foaming at the mouth dude, or... if That was a guy. Anyway, I didn't mention the foaming at the mouth person, before I get in trouble. Um, I didn't mention the foaming at the mouth person, because foaming at the mouth person has nothing compared to Cabbage Man, alright? My man's cabbage man showing up. My cabbages. You felt for him. It happened twice this episode, bro. Twice. Not once. Twice. Uh, this episode, honestly, it's it's just a whole bunch of jokes till towards the end. So that's why I don't really have much to say. There's no Zuko in this episode either. So, of course, I don't have much to say without Zuko. I mean, I live, I eat, sleep, live, breathe Zuko. Yeah. So, of course, I barely have anything to say about this episode. All jokes aside, this en- this episode introduces earthbending. So, now we've seen all four elements, all four bending elements. Now, we haven't seen the offshoots of those elements, if you will, with later on blood bending and lightning. When you can bend lightning and metal bending, I'm getting ahead myself. But, yeah, uh, this is the first time you see earthbending. Um... I think it was utilized, like, shown very well, especially at the end when Aang fights Boomy. You can see how earthbending is utilized and how dangerous it can be, uh, especially compared to the other elements, how useful as well it can be. As useful, if not, 
I want to say it's more useful than water bending, especially as time goes on, we realize how useful water bending is. But it is very useful, very resourceful. Now let's talk about Boomy. So basically, there's, there's the, this, this episode starts off kind of with introducing Boomy as a child, right? And instantly, anybody that understands storytelling is like, oh, Boomy's going to come back. Because they mention the king of Omashu, but they never call him by his name, right? And you're like, why is he Why is he testing Aang? For what? Because he used the mail packaging system in the wrong way? Sure. But why not punish him rather than test him, right? And there's a hint to who the king of Omashu's identity is. Now, if you pay close attention, and this is just amazing television making uh, on behalf of those that contribute to this episode but especially the people that made the music for this episode and and i would say the um i think the editor is who you give credit to um but when ang has that flashback to boomy there's a there's a song that plays or i guess a theme i guess this is boomy's theme and later when ang katara and Sokka are having dinner with the king of omashu that same song plays. That same theme plays in the back. So this is obviously foreshadowing Boomy's identity, right? Also, I didn't write this in my notes, but this is the first mention that Aang is a vegetarian, which obviously going on, we figure out. I mean, it's already implied. I mentioned in the very first episode talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, how Aang is not an offensive fighter. Even Boomy says it in this episode, Aang is not an offensive fighter, he's a defensive fighter. And as a monk, he values peace over anything else. So, of course, he's not going to eat meat. Um, but yeah, what else, what else did I like about this episode? <laughs> um, one thing, uh, and I'll, I'll get to what I mentioned, because I wrote one thing before another, but I think this is more important before I get into Fire Lord Ozai. The mentioning, the first mention of Fire Lord Ozai, like, by name. But, um, Boomy, or the King of Omashu, tells Aang to figure out who he is. And I didn't notice this, I never noticed this before until watching it this time. But Aang starts to tear up when he realizes that it's Boomy. And oh my gosh, it was so sad. I don't want to say it was sad, but it was so endearing to see Aang and Boomy hug, you know, because Boomy's like this old guy, as old as Aang, if not older than Aang, uh, and he's just leaning down to hug him, and I'm like, oh, Aang has missed out on so much, but it's obviously in correlation with when he went to the Air Temple, I forgot which one it was, I think it's the Northern Air Temple, but when he went to the Air Temple, and he's expecting to see his family, and he stumbles upon Gyatso's skeleton, right? It's the same thing. But, like, this time, Aang comes in with less expectations. He's just there to have fun. Before, when he went to the Air Temple, he was expecting to see family. People that he called his friends. But this, he has lower expectations, but this is why he's on the verge of tears. Because he didn't expect to see Boomy, his best, one of his best friends. Oh my gosh, that really touched my heart, man. That really touched my heart. Um, 
I guess I should get into the quote of the episode, my favorite quote of the episode, because it does tie in to the mystery of who the king of Omashu is. Like, why is he doing this? Bumi says to Aang when they're fighting, when he when Aang chooses Bumi to fight, Bumi says, typical airbender tactic, avoid and evade. I'd hope the Avatar would be less predictable. Now, why does this foreshadow Bumi's identity? Well, he says, typical airbender tactic. Aang, I mean, excuse me, Katara and Sokka had never seen an airbender until Aang. Even you could argue that, that Iroh had never seen an airbender in his life. Meaning that Bumi is as old, if not older, than Aang. Making it reasonable that the kid in the beginning, who Aang mentions as Bumi, is the king of Omashu. It's too coincidental, right? And I said this this line proves that Bumi is as old as Aang, if not older. <sighs> Man, really good storytelling. Finally, I mean, we're going by this really quick. There's not much to say about this episode, honestly. Save for this. Save for these last couple bits I have for you. Bumi sets Aang on sets Aang on the path. Basically, he oh my bad, <laughs> hit the mic. He tells Aang basically the the the, the intro water or fire air long ago before the fort. <laughs> you know, he tells him he sets Aang on his path to fight the Fire Lord. He says that you will fight. Fire Lord Oiz, uh, Oizai, <laughs> you will fight Fire Lord Ozai, and you must bring the four nations at balance. You know, we never really heard before that the Avatar was meant to bring balance to the earth, to the world. And when you think about it, the world is chaotically out of balance because that Sozin, later on we find out, but Sozin kills all the airbenders. Out of spite of Roku. So obviously it's so completely out of balance. Um, and he finally, and we, we hear Fire Lord Ozai. He's mentioned by name, Fire Lord Ozai of the Fire Nation. Who we finally know that Ozai, that's the name of Zuko's father. But yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say about this episode. I enjoyed it, but do I think it's as... Is it better than the last episode? Yes. Is it as good as the first three episodes? No. So, obviously, you had to put it in the in-between. I gave it 3.5 out of 5 oppas. Well, next episode, we get, to inter- we get to be introduced to Haru, who I had a crush on when I was younger, especially when he had the mustache. <laughs> but that's all I have for you guys today. As per usual, I'll be back next week talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. But of course, on Fridays, I always talk about Superman and Lois. Go check that out, of course. Uh, But until then, peace.